0: Welcome, everyone, to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity, and we come together from different backgrounds, places, and stages in life. We focus on what unites us, being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fabulous installment of our Inspired Jewish Woman weekly podcast. And today I'm here with Renee Newcomb, my very dear friend. We're here in her salon in Portland. Renee has been a hairdresser for over 30 years now.
1: Yeah.
0: Renee is a dear friend and a mother, a retired jazzercise instructor. How many years was that career?
1: I taught jazzercise for, Yeah, retired eight years ago. So, yeah, like 22 wow. years. Wow. Yeah.
0: She's still the dance queen on any dance floor I've ever been on. So, welcome to your beautiful room. This Thank room... you, Eve.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to add anything? No, just that I'm so happy that I met you. I think it's been now uh, three years. Yeah, probably three, in the summer. In the summer, mm-hmm. three years. Yeah. And I pretty much grew up in Portland and grew up very reformed. I done things here and there, all these different, you know, areas of women and, you know, like Federation and all those things that are so amazing. But I literally just out of boredom one day typed in seriously, Jewish women things, Portland, Oregon. Wow. <laughs> um, and there I was. <laughs> well, the Kolal came up, oh, okay. the Portland Kolal, which I had never heard of, and oh. it had been here for many years. Right. I had never heard of. And so I clicked on the link and there was your gorgeous face. And it was like, retreat it was the first retreat and it really sounded really interesting and kind of groovy to me and it was like at this like cool place out in the middle of the woods and it sounded really interesting And I thought a bunch of women and Jewish women, let's do it. And I had no idea what I was getting (laughs) in (laughs) for. So I called you and it was summertime and you happened to pick up the phone. And I don't know about any of you, but I never answer the phone if I don't (laughs) have the ID and the number, you know, it was just a number and you answered it because I don't answer the phone unless I have like the contact, right?
0: My side of the story is that I was working in a day camp Mm -hmm. and I saw my phone Flashing, but my hands were covered in tie dye. (laughs) I was tie dyeing with a group of girls, so I remember thinking, should I answer the phone? Should I just ignore it? And I'm like, okay, I'll answer it. And I was like, this. I'm like, hello, you know, while I was with kids at camp. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, hi, Renee. And you're like, okay, can you speak a little louder? Because I think there was a lot of background noise going on. And I kind of told you a little bit about myself. I'm like, oh, you know, I've been here. I'm Jewish. I'm and you say, come visit me. And I'm like, what? And you're like, come, I would love to meet you. And literally, I just was like, okay, I'm coming. And there, your shining, beautiful smiley face was to greet me. And we literally sat and talked and I think cried a little bit. And at the end of our conversation, you said, have you ever been to Israel? And I said, yes, I went when I was 18 after I graduated high school. And you asked me if I'd like to go back. And I said, of course, I would like to go back. And he said, how about in two and a half
0: months? I know. Yeah, I was actually recruiting. I was just closing the recruitment for my upcoming trip. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, Renee, you need to be a part of this.
1: And I had never heard of JWRP before. I, you know, let alone the Colelle, let alone knew anyone that was in an observant community at all. And I said, I would love to go. And you're like, great. And I'm like, when are we going? And like, without knowing anything, I think you showed me like a two minute video of JWRP. And I was like, I'm in, I wanna go. She she cried,
0: I cried. I've seen these videos, you know, thousands of times. Every time the music comes on for the momentum, JWR videos, I'm already, I'm crying, like just as it starts, I'm just, it pulls on something in my heart. It means so much to me. And I said, Renee, could you just take off your glasses? Glasses. She's wearing sunglasses, (laughs) it's a sunny summer day. And I just wanted to peer into your soul. And I just, what I saw blew me away. And I just knew I have a gem because you've become such a friend to me and to my family. We've been through a lot together over the last couple of years and I've held you up and you've held me up. And, you know, when friendships are so precious, I mean, they're just very, very few in your life that you could say is really such a strong soul connection. Thank you. So just, I mean, I know that this is not our, our topic, but it's been an amazing process to watch you guys and to support you in the ups and downs of learning and discovering what it means to be a Jewish person, a Jewish man, boy, your sons, your husband, um, you know, supporting your family through illness, your, your father when he was ill, and being able to pray with you guys in these dark moments being able to really like extend the circle beyond like your sister has come on retreats. The whole family is mishpacha at this point. So it is just really, really nice when it starts with women and it keeps growing. So here we are in um, Renee's amazing room. And Renee always tells me like, if this room could talk, mm. what would it say? Because I mean, you've been in this room for all those 30 years. uh-huh
1: I've been here. Actually, no, I've been here for 25
0: and Renee sees women every day and she makes them beautiful and they come into her chair and I assume many of them are not feeling so beautiful when they get into your room. And your goal is to make sure that when they leave. Yeah. They're...
1: And it's not just an outer thing. It's not just a physical, you know, make my hair pretty, but it's just such an inner thing. It's a little thing that you can do for yourself And just really kind of bring joy to somebody who, I mean, listen, we're all struggling in this time. And I had to shut down, obviously my business for, I think it was a total of 11 weeks, but I missed so much of it. That saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone because currently all three of my adult children are living at home because of this situation. And then my husband, of course, but I really, I'm such a girl's girl and I connect so much on a deep level with so many of my clients and the women that I see. And I guess I took that for granted. Like we all took so much for granted Mm -hmm. pre COVID that like, I have such a greater appreciation for my clients and for my work and for my art that I do. And really the feeling and such the strong love I have for my clients, like, you know, everyone that came back, you know, that first month was crazy when the salon opened up and everyone's like, oh my God, I've missed you, I've missed you, and like, oh my hair and like gray and the the cut and it's so long and I've this I feel like ugh, but it was so beyond the you yeah, know external. Gone. And what I told my clients is like, you don't even understand. I have missed you and our conversations. And I mean, like Eve said, if these walls could talk, they'd say a lot. I've gone through, you know, happiness and sadness and loss and love with people and so many different things mm-hmm. that I didn't realize until I didn't have it, like what an integral part of my whole entire life, my clients and my work really is. And I don't even call it work. It's really just my happy place mm-hmm. that I like to just give some hair love to people is what I call oh, that's it. That's what yeah. she calls it. When yeah. she gets
0: her hands mm-hmm. in my hair and you start with your massage, Like I mm-hmm. just like, Can I just go to sleep right now? I just need some hair love. I say, yeah. well, Renee, I mean, first of all, it's amazing that You know, sometimes when things are taken away, we realize like what's so important to us. So I think you realized how important your girl time is. Mm. And more than that, how much it gives to you, but how much you give to these ladies. So when they did come back and they weren't feeling so great about themselves and everyone's been kind of hit with a couple of hard months, lots of fear and anxiety and financial crisis. And just everyone is holding a lot. And here they are back in your chair and you're able to give them the love that they need. And you're also getting so much from that. Yeah. I really see it as spiritual work. It's interesting because you would think like a hairstylist, I mean, it's pretty physical, Yeah. but what you're giving them, I mean, in a way you're kind of like a therapist.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, and I get, you know, people say, Oh, thank you. And you know, You swap resources and you're always talking about life and the ups and downs, but I also get so much from my clients. But yeah, it is definitely a spiritual thing that happens between myself and, you know, the women that I physically I'm touching as well as hopefully emotionally Mm. connecting with. It's so beautiful
0: that in your spiritual journey that you've kind of gotten on, you bring so much of that passion, that excitement, that wisdom to your clients you're sharing, you're showing them pictures, you're telling them about your trips. I mean, when we came back from Poland, it's all that you could talk about to all your clients. They all wanted to know. And I just saw that as being such an extension of my work. Like here you are keeping, you're involved with so many women that I don't have access to.
1: And also too, like huge amount of my clients are Jewish, but a lot of them are not. And so Of course, now they all want to be Jewish (laughs) because they're (laughs) so jealous of the trips and they see the growth in me and the excitement.
0: I mean, that's such a big part of the work that I do. It's to create a kiddush Hashem in the world, Mm. which is a sanctification of God's name. And that's kind of our job as Jews, Jewish women, like wandering, you know, in this exile to bring a good name to the Jewish people. Yeah. And I think you do that with your Jewish clients, with your non-Jewish clients, with everyone that you meet in the street, at Target, wherever you go, you're this light and you Mm -hmm. have so So much that just shines out of you. And anyone that knows you is very blessed. Thank you, Eve. That is so sweet. That
1: is so sweet. I mean, and what I really try to tell people is that it's not just, you know, the physical and, you know, coming in and making yourself, you know look better, feel better look prettier. And that's such a big part of it. But it's also just the little things that you can do for yourself that just make all the difference in a day, in a moment. I mean, we all have crazy going on outside. And so I really try to keep these walls that I have because I have a private room in a salon, but it's a private room. As you can tell, I have everything I need in this private room. And so I try to keep that a really, really happy place because, you know, with everything going on right now and the sadness and the just someone came in not so long ago and said, Oh my gosh, like they're going to shut you down. Like they did in California, you know, because California was open for three weeks and they shut them down and all the hair, you know, everything is shut down again. And I looked at him like, but we're happy today. I can do your hair today. Today is a good day and I can't control. I mean, what mm-hmm. happens in a week from now and two weeks from now, but all, all we can do is just kind of, you know, be in the here and now and try to, to make the most of what we have for today. Mm. And today I have my work and today I have my wonderful clients mm. and, Such you a know, good
0: perspective. yeah.
1: And everyone, you know, it's interesting because I've had a, a handful of clients that have decided to let their grays grow in or their hair be a little longer than their normal every six week haircut. And they're just embracing that. And I love that. You know, I love that. Uh, you know, I've had a couple clients who are like, I'm so sorry, I'm not coloring my hair again. It, it, it means less money for you. It means less work for you. And I'm like, but I'm so happy that they found what they feels want at, and feels good for them yeah. right now. Because listen, we've all had a big shift. Parents have become teachers and become mm-hmm. psychologists for their children. And, you know, all these pushed us and expanded us in so many different ways. We never would have thought so I'm just so happy that my clients. But I
0: do love your line. You have this great line. This is probably the pre-COVID line that you gave your women. You said every woman should be chemically
1: dependent. Yes, (laughs) I do believe in chemical dependency. So that's the one thing I do tell my clients who have decided not to color their hair. I'm like, but you can always, you know, come back to chemical dependency. I'm here for you (laughs) to, to make you completely addicted. So yeah. And I think it's just all a matter of where you're at in that time and space. I hope
0: it's okay if I ask you this. Yeah. Is this your natural color? You
1: know, my natural color is red-ish, but no, I do color my hair, of course. Like, of I'm of a redhead, but sometimes it's a little lighter red. Sometimes it's a little darker red. I feel like people should go with the seasons, you know, and that's the fun thing about hair, right? It's a renewable resource, you know, hopefully for most people. And, you know, you change it up. And so it's been fun. It's wow. been, yeah. Well, something I want to
0: ask you, because I've really learned a lot from you in this area, is your ability to take care of yourself. And it's something that doesn't come naturally to everybody, myself included. Oh my gosh. I have, you know, my mom very well. She's the most amazing giving mom. Love Harriet, I, she worked yes. so hard as of, when I was a child, like my memories of her is working full time, coming home and making Shabbat and, just working, working, like never resting. I never saw her going to the spa. I never saw her getting a manicure. And it's like, there's this expression in Yiddish, alles for da kinder. I hope I said that okay. Everything for the children. Okay. And this is a mentality that comes out of the ashes of the Holocaust. Like they had to build from scratch. So I never learned how to do self-care. Like it wasn't something that I was exposed to. And I think You know, marrying my husband who comes from South Africa, his mother had a very different way every Friday. I mean, she had a maid, she had a full-time help every Friday, she would finish her preparations, the maid would clean everything, and then she would go to get her weekly manicure. Wow. And the the one week I spent there before I got married to Gadi, when we were engaged, we went there to meet the family, have a little party. I remember being shocked. Like I was even disgusted, if I could say that word, because I just felt like, how could a Jewish woman be focusing on herself? I couldn't hold the two together. I had grown up one way and this was very different. And it's been a journey to kind of find my way that, you know, self-care is not selfish. It's actually when I'm filled up, when I'm feeling good about myself, I could give to my loved ones more. My battery is full. I'm charged. I'm overflowing. And when I'm not feeling good about myself, when my hair is not done nicely, or I'm feeling like, you know, I need to get back to the gym or I need to take care of myself, I'm not my best. So if you could just talk to that, because you see all women and you are that role model of, you take care of yourself. I mean, you always look great and you pride yourself in that, like you dress nicely, you wear
1: makeup. I was always a dancer. I did a lot of musical theater. And then when I you know, graduated high school and I did a little bit of musical theater in town and I decided I wanted to to do hair. I've always loved doing hair, but I went to beauty school and I really wanted to fulfill that kind of that dancing mode. And so I became a jazzercise instructor. So I kind of like married my two passions, you know, because I've always like, I had a diary when I was little, like in sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And it was like every page, I want to be the first tap dancing hairdresser because I was a big tap (laughs) dancer. And so I really kind of, I've always loved, it's not the physical exercise that I love. It's just, I feel like motion equals emotion. And Mm -hmm. so whenever I'm moving and expressing myself and even taking a walk, you know, it just makes my emotions feel better. Right. When I'm in motion and then doing hair, it was kind of like, you know, I became a stylist and then I taught jazzercise. And so it was kind of like my dream, like, you know, and then I was so much more exposed to more women at Jazzercise. You
0: know that I take a dance class, right? It's kind of like the holy of holies. My kids know, like, if mom misses her dance class, she is not going to be in a good mood. (laughs) Yeah, Everyone knows that it gives me a lot of joy. Well, my dance teacher, you've met her, Paula, she said to me, she's like, you know, Eve, I love dancing. I need to exercise. I might as well get paid for it. And she made it her profession, you know, or one of her many professions.
1: And it's like, you feel so much better after. You know, there's days that we're like, oh. So you really have to kind of carve out that time and, you know, do the little things, like even if it's like in your bedroom dancing for 15 minutes, putting on your favorite music. Tell you us know. a little bit, like, I know you have things, you have a routine. I do. like- Put on like good, upbeat music, happy music. And I have like five and eight pound barbells. And, you know, because I taught job exercise for so long, it's like every song is like three and a half to four minutes. So I'll just do biceps for like, you know, one song. And then I'll do, you know, triceps for another song. It just makes me happy. And yeah, it's work. And yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to do it. And, you know, I'm doing it and I'm on my bedroom floor and I got a dog here and I got like, <laughs> you know, like, someone's like licking my ear over here. I have two dogs. But so much is like the after. After you're done with it, you're so proud of yourself. Whether it's like, you know, making an appointment to get your hair done or just the little thing of like getting a little manicure or doing a manicure on yourself, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's work. And that's like, or it's time to drive to the salon, but you're worth it. Right. And so the, after you feel so much better, like how many times people tell me afterwards, like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. It's not like they like look better. They actually feel better. And that just fills me up. and makes me so happy. Even if it's just such a small little piece of their day and a little piece of the big crazy puzzle that we're all trying to put together right yeah. now just that little thing and even if it only lasts them for an hour and then they go back into their messy house yeah. and they're screaming children they had that little bit of time and that little bit of like fill me up yeah. right exactly, exactly. It's yeah. So nice.
0: i love how you own it you know yourself you know what you need and you're not going to feel guilty to take it to make it happen in your life you know i mean i
1: think every woman struggles with that like i always at times i feel like okay, maybe I'm spending a little too much time, you know, like maybe I should be like, there's laundry to be done, or maybe I shouldn't be like, you know, but I feel so much better after I do it. Uh, but it's always that balance. It's always that that struggle and that balance of finding that little bit of time. And you sometimes you don't find that time for a couple of days or a week or two weeks. But it's never too late. Wow. It's never too late to start caring about yourself. Because I think that when you feel good inside, you're just a better mother, a better coworker, a better wife. A better everything. A better everything, yeah. 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 Maybe
0: you could share with the listeners like one of the thousands of experiences you've had. I know that you mentioned in the beginning that sometimes you've celebrated joy with your clients and sometimes it's difficult occasions. Is there maybe one story or one experience that really touched you? Oh, there's so many.
1: <laughs> there's sad stories that turn into such beautiful stories. I mean, I've had to you know, shave my client's head because they were going through cancer treatment and, you know, helping them through that process of doing their hair for years and years and coloring their hair and, you know, texturizing their hair because it was so thick. And then them coming into me, you know, uh, six weeks into treatment and their hair's falling out and they're crying and sharing such a beautiful, tender moment of having to, you know, as women, you know, hair is a big deal to us and then going through that journey with them and thank Mm -hmm. god this particular person lived through such a hard time but like she brought in a wig and then Mm -hmm. styling her wig and making her feel beautiful in the wig and So, I mean, that's one of the many stories and also sharing so many joyous occasions of doing, you know, updos for people in formal, you know, fancy fun simchas that, that people, you know, have had in their lives. So, I mean, every, to the smallest little thing of someone saying, you know, I'm, going to, you know, my daughter's piano concert, you know, that there's going to be 10 people at, you know, and making them feel pretty doing that. Mm, So so just from the little to the very big, it's all so important.
0: I feel like firsthand I've received your gift. I've sat in your chair before and
1: said, you know, Renee,
0: I'm not feeling so great. My hair used to be so much thicker. It's not as shiny and vibrant as it used to be. And I've shared those personal thoughts with you. Like, it's not always so easy to uphold this tradition, this custom, this Jewish value of mine as covering my hair. And I don't know if I've cried in your chair, but I've definitely, there have been tears over the two decades that I've been doing this and very few because I feel a lot of joy in what I do and a lot of fulfillment in it. But I just like, I know firsthand that you say, no, look over here. Like you show me a different side of myself. And you show me that my beauty is not just what I'm seeing, but you're showing me that I'm a beautiful person. And it's a real gift that you have. I also see that, you know, in my work, working with Jewish women, not in a, I couldn't do hair for my life. Okay, that's why we have friends like Renee. By the way, I love going to like Shabbatons with Renee. It's like, you know, we always have that pre-Shabbat, like, let's get your hair nice and good for the Mm. occasion. So it's so nice to have you always. So So in my work, in a similar way, I feel that sometimes I see women in a way that they don't see themselves. You know, they're not feeling so connected or so spiritual, or they just feel like, you know, so many times I, if I had a dollar for every time a Jewish woman would say, you know, Eve, I'm not so Jewish. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like you're Jewish. You're just as Jewish as I am. Like we're both Jewish women. That's it. There's no like hierarchy here. A Jewish woman is a Jewish woman. And very, very often I tell my women that I wish they would see themselves the way that I see them. Because I see them beautiful and I see them radiant and I see their aura and their shine and their soul. I mean, when you pull down your glasses, I'm like, you are a neshama that is on fire. Let's just stand that fire. And oh, it's like a blaze. Sometimes I'm like, you know, we need to calm it down a little bit. (laughs) Calm it down for the family. (laughs) Get those phone calls from the husband. What have you done to my wife? You know. Oh my God. That's why our song, remember the first retreat, the song was, that girl is on fire, right? We're like dancing to that song. But I always tell the women that I wish they could see themselves the way that I see them. And to take it one level higher, sometimes I wish that we would all see ourselves the way God sees us. Mm Beautiful. because God sees us with just infinite potential and beauty and worthiness. I mean, the fact that he put you here in this world and the fact that you, we woke up for another day means I have faith in you. Go out there, yeah. do a great job, make my world a better place. So, you know, you're doing it, I'm doing it, God's doing it. We're all doing this work of building each other up, and supporting each other and reminding each other.
1: Yeah. I think that's the important part because we all nitpick. I mean, clients come in my chair and they sit in front of the mirror and they start, oh, and this and that. And Love. we need to be kinder to ourselves. And in yes. turn, we'll be kinder to each other. Hopefully, yes. you know. Wow. Yeah. So, so
0: precious. An honor. I'm okay. I'm happy that our women got to meet you. And if anyone is local, if you guys want to look Renee up, I mean, how could they find you? How could they come and get some hair love? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Okay. I don't
1: even know what my name is, but okay. I think it's like Renee <laughs> slash Newcomb or something. You could something, find. I mean, right? I but could
0: I could connect you. you with yeah, Renee.
1: I'll leave you the connector. Yeah, yeah. And you're and,
0: and I mean, email is that a good
1: way oh, to yeah. make email. an appointment? Yeah, email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's okay. your? It's V. Newcomb, my last name. So it's V N E W C O M B at mac.com. V Newcomb at mac.com. I'd love to see any of you who want to come, even if you're just in town for, you know, Who's traveling nowadays, but you know, if you do get into Portland, yeah, I'd love to. It's fun. Give you some hair love. And
0: if we ever, you know, God willing, we'll have retreats again in the future, you know that Renee will be there and she'll be the first one on the dance floor and the last one on the dance floor. So maybe just to end, if there's something that you want to leave our listeners with, just like, you know, maybe a blessing or something that they could hold on to, just as being women were so critical, yeah, and you've seen it for thirty years, yeah, what I, would you want
1: to tell? I would tell everyone just to be kinder to themselves, do the little things that make you happy, not even on a physical level, but just taking a deep breath, looking in the mirror like and it's hard, it's hard for us to look in the mirror, but looking in the mirror and smiling at yourself and mm. just being okay with yourself and where you're at and Knowing that you know we all have such beauty inside of us, and just to try to always remember that. Thank you. We all need to hear
0: this, we should replay this a couple times. Okay, thank Thank you all for coming, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do and inspire Jewish women. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwoman.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.